Hello podcasties. I'm Macy. And I'm Maya. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the 312, 312 podcast. podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about life and the stories that inspire us. We believe people are built by unique experiences, ridiculous mistakes, and strong beliefs. And we can't wait to talk about these things with you. Our heart is to encourage women in their walks, no matter where they are in their faith. The 312 is inspired by the idea that we are wholly chosen and dearly loved, no matter what. Mm-hmm. We are so happy that you're allowing us in your headspace and hope you feel loved in our little corner of the podcast universe. Today we want to talk about finding your dream job, the interview process, and the stress. We know that finding the career you want to invest yourself in can be a difficult and stressful decision, but we hope our journeys can help you guys feel a little less stressed when going through the process yourselves. We will share our job hunting experiences with all the highs and the lows on this episode, so let's get into it. Let's talk about dream jobs. Okay, Maya, when you're looking for your dream job, what are a few things on your list? Okay, so for me personally, I want, well, I wanted to get into something that I was confident in, number one, and that all started when I entered college. So when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, deciding on a major and the education I needed to do, the job I wanted, it just really gave me a sense of confidence and assurance that I could go into the field with knowledge and the ability to do well. So for Mm -hmm. me, it was psychology first because I'm a people person. I really want to... Oh, well, when I went into college, I knew that I wanted to help people feel and be their best versions of themselves, you know, so I thought psychology would be a good route for me. And, you know, I think it's key when you're looking for something you want to do for the rest of your life to a enjoy it and b be good at it. Like if you are really <laughs> trying to be you think mathematic like something in math makes a lot of money, but you suck at math. Like you want to be an accountant because like accountants. You're not gonna make money. Yeah, you're not gonna have fun. Number one yeah. and number two, you're not gonna be good at it. So it's like, why put yourself through the stress because you think it's gonna make you money? It's like how you see people go into being like doctors, but they really hate the medical field. And it's like, well, are you, if you're only doing it for the money, it's never gonna work. Exactly. So for me, psychology made a lot of sense. And then when I had the extra time doing English really made sense for me as well, just because I really like reading and I like writing papers. And um, yeah, so it really just made sense for me. Uh, And then when it came to picking out like my career path, it's just again, I want to do something I loved and something I excelled at. So it's just important to pick something you really love. What about you? Yeah, so I, when I was in high school, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I thought about going to like cosmetology school. I thought about going to culinary school. I just really didn't know. It sounds bad, but I'm kind of good at anything I try where it's like, if I decided to do cosmetology school, like I would have been a great hairdresser. So I had a lot of options. And just when talking to my parents and trying to figure it out, I had multiple people when I was just talking through this, all were like, why don't you go get like a business marketing major? Like, you have all these business ideas and you have so many different things that you know how to do and get your hands into that that's just a good base. So that's exactly what I decided to do. I went business marketing just because then I knew after if I was like, oh, I want to go be an interior designer now. I had that behind me and then I could choose if I wanted to continue forward. Once I did graduate, I got a business like marketing job right away. So I didn't continue through school, but it's I mean, I could see myself maybe one day going to some more technical school, but 
right now I'm good with my major and what I chose. I think it was perfect for me. And I'm just really happy that I had so many people tell me to do it because it was like after talking to, you know, five different people that all gave you the same response after have known, they had known me for so much of my life. It was like, okay, all these people know me. They see what I have talent in and that's their advice. So, so you should take it. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's not a coincidence that, you know, five different people at different times were like, have you thought about business marketing? So I think it's important to listen to those who know you well, uh-huh. just because sometimes you're, you have so many options in front of you. It's hard to narrow it down. And it's hard sometimes to sit down and think, what am I good at? What yeah. am I the best at? And what is going to help that me? That was kind of my problem. I was like, I could see myself being an interior designer. I could see myself being a baker and opening up a bakery. I could see myself doing all these different things. So I was like, what do I want to actually major in? And I knew I wanted to go to college. And I think it's important when you're going to college to have like what you want to do after college. There's so many majors that you really will never get a job from that it's like, what's the point of going and spending all that money on school if you're not going to use your degree? So I think the more like, what are they, the, the like applied majors that then you know how to use. So it's like, Maya got an English degree and now is going to be a teacher. It makes sense. It makes sense. But you go, you see people and they're like, oh, I'm studying anthropology and I don't really know what I want to do with it. It's like, what are you going to do with an anthropology major? Like, yeah, unless drama you're going to teach. Unless, yeah. If there's some things, it's just like, they're going to be really hard to use. So I think it's important to kind of have an end goal. Obviously, if you want to change, you can, but have an idea of what you want to do with your major. And if you don't you commit. have any idea what you want to do, don't go to school yet. Go try things. Go get different internships out of high school and see like, oh, I interned at this accounting firm. I hate accounting. It's amazing when you know that you don't want to do something. Yeah. Sometimes it's easier to narrow things down when you think about what do I not like? Exactly. I remember I thought I wanted to be a wedding planner for a little bit. So I interned at a wedding planning place for a summer. I remember this. And at the end of the summer, I was meeting with one of my professors who's like a mentor. And he's like, okay, so now let me give you some contacts for event planning. I was like, honestly, I don't want to be an event planner anymore. And he's like, that's really good to hear that you know you don't want to be an event planner. I was like, yes. And he's like, that was worth your summer. Like, now you know that's not what you want to do. So then he, you know, helped me find something I did want to do. So then... Can you actually break down why you decided not to? Because I feel like that was actually a big thing for you. You really thought you were going to go into that. For me, I was at weddings Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night. And I was there from 2 in the afternoon setting up to about 11 at night. And I just didn't want my whole life to be when everyone else is off. So I knew one day when I had kids and a family that I wouldn't want to be gone their whole weekends and gone at night. That's just like such a crucial time, I think, of people's lives. Mm-hmm. The weekend, that's just when like all your friends are out and everybody's has time. I didn't want to always not be available. Yeah. So I was like, as much as I really loved it, I loved the organization. Like I, I, I loved it, but I was like, I won't love this forever like I know there'll be a day that it'll it'll wear on you yeah be over it so that's why I decided not to and then for me just when I'm thinking of my dream job I just want to know that I'm learning and I'm moving forward and I just don't want to feel stuck I hate when you're like somewhere you know you have nothing left to soak in from them it that happened to me in my last two jobs where I was just sitting there and I was like I kind of know everything I would learn. Like, I might improve my skills a little, but for the most part, everything I've done now, it's like, I got it. And there's nothing to move forward to and seek and 
drive to there's you know, you're not hitting you're hitting your ceiling there there's like exactly. no more there's no more room for growth and that's something important you want to think about when you're looking for jobs like am I going to be able to continuously grow here am uh-huh. I going to have fun here am I going to learn new things every day yeah. like or is it going to be the same thing every day and soon there won't be anything left for me to do exactly where it's like at what point is how long will you re- and it's okay to even be at a job for knowing you're going to be there for a year, maybe a couple months, just to gain that knowledge, especially internships are amazing because you can be somewhere for three months, see what they have to offer, and maybe it's amazing for you. Maybe you think, I kind of got it all. Like, Not that you're a master, but you understand what you would have learned, and you can see if it's worth staying. Staying, exactly. And then like what Macy said too about, um, or what you said, sorry, referring to you in the third person, but what you said about- <laughs> I didn't even catch that. I was yeah. like, Macy, I. <laughs> That's right. Basically what you were saying about scheduling too, like think about the schedule you're going to yeah. have for the rest of your life because that's something that probably won't change yeah. anytime it's, soon. It's so. okay to have a season of busyness, Yeah, but can you really see your life working every morning at 3 a.m. to like 1 p.m. Like some people love that. Some people that would kill you. So it's important to know like what's expected of the job, what the hours will look like and say no to things if it's beyond your hours or just kind of protect your personal time because that's important as well. Yeah, it's like really know what you're signing up for. Yeah, because it's like if Maya's coaching while she's teaching English, those are extra hours that she's now going to be at school there's always night games. So, like she knows what she's taking on by agreeing to coach. And I just called you in the first, third person. Yeah, it's true. Yep. yep. So then for me, ideally work doesn't feel like work. It taps into your natural talents. And I think it's important as soon as you dread going into work every day to start looking for a new job. Life is so short to be hating where you're at for the majority of your time. Like you spend more time with your coworkers than you do with your spouse. Like you are at work. So I think it's important that you enjoy where you are, it's a healthy environment, and that you do like it. Um, it's always easier to find a job when you have a job. That's something my dad said our whole lives is don't just walk in on a Monday morning and quit, but have a backup plan, have things lined up and ready to be able to know where you're going to go. Um, one of my jobs, I hated driving to work every day, I hated walking in, I hated being there, time moved so slow. And the worst was I knew I wasn't gaining any new skills or anything. So I think it's just important to know what you want and seek it. You have to really think, too, when you're being hired by people. Just think about, like, are these people going to invest in me? Are they going to pour into me? Because as soon as they stop caring about you is the minute your job starts getting boring or they start forgetting about you. And, Mm -hmm. like, you want people to invest in you the entire time you're there so like for example just like being a new teacher like I'm having teachers reach out to me and ask me if I need help like that's so nice to know that I'll have those kind of people the entire year and that that's like yeah the environment that you're walking into exactly I've only heard good things and the teachers have been all so great so it's just a testament to the district too so Yeah. yeah My job now, I'm not in like a traditional office sense, but there's such a direct line of communication where the two owners and my boss, we all have a group message. Anything that happens, any questions I have, I text them and they reply so quickly. And it's just Mm -hmm. having that communication is also really key. Yeah, I think, so when you think of things that are important to consider when job hunting, what do you think of? I think it's important to think through how long it will take you to drive there. 
you see people that live in Orange County that are driving to LA every day. And that like, time do you spent do that? in your car is crazy. Think about being in your car for two hours a day. That's such a percentage of your life of time that you're really wasting. Like there is no value coming from that. You're just sitting there in traffic, not able to spend time with people that you love, not able to like relax in any way. It's just wasted time. So I think it's so important that it's a reasonable commute. Yep. I, I was, uh, I can't talk. Okay. I was thinking <laughs> of benefits, like really think about what you're yeah. getting, like your package when you sign up for like a job. Yeah. Cause your base salary is just that it's a base. It's not anything more. Basically what happened back in the day is the employment rates to get people to come work for you. Cause people weren't offering more cash. They started offering like healthcare and vacation time and all of those things that have now come to be benefits those weren't always a thing but now they are so it's really important to ask like how many days off does this job have what kind of benefits do we get like um what else is there Maya <laughs> I know I can't think of anything like dental insurance dental. like yeah. those kind and of like, things some places have half day Fridays it's just there's so many different types of stock options like there's <laughs> so many kinds of benefits that you want to be a part of and you also want to make sure that if you're working at a company that has a lot of growth they're expecting that you're going to be included in that growth if you're helping a company you know launch that when they have launched you're seen as like a big part of that and that they reward you as they get rewards obviously if it's an established company, there's probably going to be a bonus structure already in place. Yeah. But if it's a new company that you're helping to push forward, your bonus should come when the company is doing well. And you can talk through like milestone achievements and things like that. Have goals, have them in writing, have it where you talk with your bosses and say like, this is what I want to accomplish. When I accomplish it, what can we do? And I think it's really important just to be clear with that, um, my dad owns a business and he always says that like, as an employer, he's more likely to give a bonus than a raise because a raise will continue forever. You never can really take away someone's raise. So it's good for you when you're negotiating to say like, here's my base, I want these different bonuses. And it's more of like, a you're accomplishing something and that's why you're getting it instead of just looking like you're asking for all this extra money. That's smart. I wouldn't have thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just kind of a better negotiating ground. Yeah. Especially in the corporate world, which I don't know a ton about, but that's why Macy's <laughs> here. Um, so yeah, like if you can negotiate that kind of yeah. thing, like something Macy's always told me, which I totally agree with is don't sell yourself short. You know, you have talents and worth coming into the job. And uh -huh. so you need to express those things that you can do. And when they ask you, how much do you think, basically, how much do you think your time is worth? Give a realistic number. Don't just shoot low so you can go get higher. Exactly. I always say go high because at least if you go high and they counter offer you, which they probably will do, and you think it's fair, know the number that you'll walk away from. But if you think it's a fair offer, take, take it. it. Yeah, take it, and you'll. They know that you think you're deserve like that you're worth more, and you're kind of like they kind of know not that they're underpaying you, but that you were that you believed in the company and liked them enough to take what they offered. So it kind of puts you in a better standing than if you say like, oh, I want X, they offer you Y and you're like, that's good. Even if it's like, you know, it's just like, 
If it's a higher number, I think it's better. Than yeah, you want to start high because their lower offer will be in the middle of that, which probably would, would be the number you would have said originally if you weren't thinking of bargaining. Does, yeah. that, does that make sense? Yeah. I yeah. mean, there's no harm in negotiating, even if, you know, they say no and they give you exactly what they want. Like, if you take it, though, you're okay with it. I think a lot of people take something lower and then they're upset for the next year because they don't think they're getting paid enough for what they're doing it's like you accepted the job california is an at will state if you choose to work they choose to pay you you really have no reason to be upset if that makes sense yeah just make sure you're getting what you want and when you negotiate shoot high so that when they counter offer you it's either higher than the number you would take originally what yeah Yeah. or you know walk away if it's too low yeah and know what price you're willing to walk away to get the emotions off the table just know if they don't say this it's not worth like it. Like, at least this number, then it's not worth it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because you'll it, be miserable. And you'll be upset the whole time that you didn't get what you thought you deserved. Yeah. So it's just, like, puts you off at a wrong foot from the beginning. Yeah. And then another thing I consider, too, when job hunting is, like, room for growth. Kind mm-hmm. of what you said. So that someone's going on. to invest in me. That I'm going to be able to change and develop within the job into new roles and mm-hmm. get more responsibility. It's, it's more fun. If everything's the same all the time. Oh, at least for me, I yeah. would not want to be there. You know, no, it's, it's boring. That's like, why I'm not an accountant. Looking at spreadsheets all day does not fulfill me. <laughs> but right. it's like knowing that you have a space to grow into. 100% agreed. Yeah. So what are deal breakers for you when you're looking for that dream job? So, again, I really just want to make sure I'm going to enjoy the environment I'm going to be working at. So when I was applying for just part-time jobs before, like – I would want to walk into a space that's welcoming, aesthetically a please, like pleasing. Because you, like you said, you spend most of your time at work. You mm-hmm. know, even if it is part time, like you still have like eight hour shifts sometimes, and like that's a long time to be spending somewhere if you hate it and hate your coworkers. You know, mm-hmm. so for me, I just wanted to make sure that I was going to enjoy the space I was going to be in. And for like my most recent job, I for schools, I wanted to make sure that it was in a good area that. They had competitive sports. It was closer to home. These might not have been like absolute deal breakers, but they're really important to me. And it's something you want to think about when applying for jobs. Like what is important to me? What yeah. are non-negotiables? What are some things like that are negotiable? I, yeah. Like, it's like, I would like it to be in a good area. It doesn't have to be in a good area. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what's my furthest limit? Like, I don't think I'm going to apply for a job in Corona, even if it is competitively sports wise and a great school. Like, no, it's too far for my commute. That's a deal breaker. So just knowing those things I think is important. Yeah. And I would say the advice of if it feels at all shady, it probably is. You know, you get those vibes sometimes in interviews when you're talking through and you're like, this is vague and I have no idea what you do here. Yeah. What is this? And I had one, my first interview was like right after I started, it was the day after like I was let go from my last job. I was sitting there and I just couldn't figure out what they did. And I was like, okay. And then just the way they were speaking was so vague. It was, they were almost trying to make it sound like it was exactly what I wanted. It was weird. So I was like, I don't, like I just, you know, my head's like, maybe this is like a pyramid scheme or like something like that it just seemed like they were trying to get you in so that then they could tell you what it is after they already like got you hired you so, yeah so yeah. you never found out i pretty sure that it's like selling like direct tv in costco 
I think that's because they were talking about like events in stores because it was like an events job. It was like we put on these like corporate events and it's really great and you just see so many people come out and I was like, what? And then they wanted me the next day to go to like a shadowing and they're like, please wear all black so that you look like you're a part of the team. And I was like, I feel like I'm going to be selling something to like hundreds of people. Like I just had that like. Yeah, that it wasn't up. really was what like, you were looking for. I don't know for. what this is. Like, no. <laughs> And also just take the time if you can. I know sometimes you have to find a job, but take the time to find something that you really love. Don't just say yes to the first offer, but if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Like take that time if you can to really find something that you love. Yeah, I think what your dad said is key. Like it's easy to find a job when you have one. Then yeah. you can be picky and, and you just can hold even on. Take a job for a little bit while you keep looking. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, so many people, I think, are always looking for a new job. And there's nothing wrong with keeping your ears out there and seeing what's open. Yeah, keep your options open for sure. Especially yeah. if it's, like, you take a job saying, this is going to be good for me for this season of my life. But uh -huh. if I see something that's, like, going to be a forever type job, like, I'm going to take it. And you should. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you just don't be closed off. You meet so many people in life. You never know. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So would you say that you're currently in the dream job right now? As much as I love my job and I have no intentions of leaving, I would say my dream job would be working for myself. Something that I know I'm in control of, something that's doing what I want when I want. I think that's, you know, the business side of me that has all these other ideas and plans. And, you know, I see things I'm like, I would want to do it for myself and grow into that. Um... I think, yeah, it would be nice to be, you know, the, the person in charge. <laughs> yeah, and I think you yeah. totally could, so I'll just wait for it, you know. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I still have more to learn, yeah, but not yet. <laughs> but I could see it. Yeah, I could see it too. Um, for me, it's kind of hard to say because I haven't had a real first day yet, <laughs> but I have been coaching all summer with the girls because, for those of you who don't know, if you haven't caught up with us, um, I'm teaching and coaching at a high school, and I'm just so, so excited and I've been coaching these girls all June, and I love them already. They're amazing kids. They work so hard, um, and they're just, like, really excited for, you know, the new season and me being the new coach and the new English teacher and all these things. It's really exciting, and so I just think God has really opened a door for me that mm -hmm. has already started to change my entire life and, like, my outlook on education and high schoolers like I don't know like you think you know them and then you actually get to know them and it's like oh wow like this is exactly why I wanted to do this for me it That's makes good. so much sense so love, I'm just I love that <laughs> I'm so excited I think it really is going to be my dream job so we'll see but mm -hmm. again haven't had a first day yet so it's hard for me to say yeah <laughs> okay so when it comes to interviews what do you wear okay here we go your tips and your tricks. <laughs> okay, so keep it simple and classic, okay? Yes. Like, don't go over the top. Don't do some, like, you don't want your outfit to be so distracting that they don't remember who you are. They only oh, remember yeah. your outfit. That's great advice. Because <laughs> it happens, you know? Yes. And, um, so always, first interviews, like, I know there are, sometimes there are, like, several rounds, but the first interview, you always want to wear a suit. I don't yes. care what I job it is, really. I couldn't agree more. Like, always look overdressed, over-prepared, and over-qualified. Yeah. Like, you show up in a suit, you look the part. Like, and it's like, it shows you want it. And it shows you cared enough to actually know that today I had an interview, and I got ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, I, like, 
a matching suit of some sort, or you I could do a pencil skirt even set. Even like a nice pair of pants and a nice blazer, if they don't match, I'd be okay with it. Obviously, if you don't have a matching suit, they might be hard to find for a good deal. But I know like Forever 21 sells blazers and dress pants. Get a nice like black pair of dress pants, plaid blazer. You're still going to look really nice even if it doesn't match. That might yeah. be where we differ differ on that. Yeah, I've been told. I don't, teaching. I don't know if it's teaching either. I've been told to match. Like you need to wear a matching suit. Not to every interview, like, because for me, my interviews were two rounds. Uh-huh. So, of course, I'm not going to wear the same suit twice, and I'm not going to buy more than one matching suit. It's kind of ridiculous. Because yeah. how many times are you really going to wear it, right? So, um, for me, yeah, definitely just one matching suit. <laughs> and yeah. Or you could do, like, a pencil sur- skirt type set. Uh-huh. Um, and then, you know, bring up, like, a purse. Like, don't show up empty-handed. You know, I think yeah. that's... A purse with a folder with your resume in it looks nice. Yeah, even if they don't need it. Even if they don't ask for it. Always bring your resume. Yeah. You, I've had, I had so many interviews where typically they will print it, but sometimes they don't. And when you're like, oh, I have a copy, they're always like, oh, good. Like, it just, it's good to have it. Yeah. you want them to have it. At the end of the day, you want them to take notes on it. You want them to have it in hand. I would say always have a couple because you never know if you're going to walk into, like, a multi-person interview or just meet different people while you're there. Yeah. It's good to have like several copies of your resume in a little folder. And then I always say bring water and chapstick because the worst thing is to have chap lips and just be like uh, conscious about it the whole time. And then water too, because you're going to be talking a lot and sometimes you might need a minute to think. So water kind of helps with Mm -hmm. that. Like, Oh, I'm going to take a drink of water before the next question. And they always you know? say people are more comfortable when they're holding something in their hands. So, like, when you're walking and holding your water bottle, I don't know if I like the look of that, though. But, like, if you're really nervous, you pick up your water bottle, you know, and you take a sip. It gives you something to do for a minute that you're not sitting there, like, That's why shaky. you bring a purse. Yeah, put it, in, you your put it purse. in your purse. Don't walk in with a water bottle. I take everything back. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I don't like that. Yeah, keep yeah. it in your purse and then pull it out after, like, maybe the second or third question to take a second. Like, reset. And just start over. I think it's always good when you have, like, those jitters in that moment to take a breath. It's okay to not speak the entire time you were in an interview. Yeah. Look at them. They might want to start talking. Like, my interview for my job now, my first interview was four hours long. And I always still joke about it with the person that interviewed me. I'm like, what did we talk about for four hours? Like, it was a conversation. So I think it's good to let them talk as well. Ask questions about the company. Ask yeah, them, have what some are questions. Goals? And yeah. then they can talk to you. How did you guys start this company? How long, if it's not the owner, how long have you been a part of this? Do you think you'll be here for a while? What's your favorite part about working here? Like, interview them as well. And it makes it just show that you have, like, communication skills and you're not only answering, Which, but you get to also then sit back and let them talk for a little bit. And then it's you. It's more, it's way more organic. It also just, like... Not everyone has great communication skills, so you really want to show those off. Like, you'd be surprised. Your interviewer might not have great communication skills, and they might feel really awkward interviewing you. Like, I went into some that I was like, do you want me to keep talking? Like, do you not know what to ask me? You know? So it's like being able to then talk to them and, like, make them feel comfortable as well just shows, like, you would be fun to have around the office. Yes, you'll be fun to work hang with. Hang out with you. My dad always jokes he likes to hire people that he could go on a business trip with and sit on a plane with them for eight hours and not feel awkward. Like, it's important to show that you can connect with them. Yep. So, yeah, kind of like Macy said, too, um, you know, Forever 21, you could grab some, like, 
really budgety type stuff there or H&M or Old Navy. I mean, I really like Loft and they do have outlets for Loft and uh -huh. I think that's like the best place to go. Suits. I mean, yeah, best place. <laughs> it is. It is. Maya and I actually own the same suit. It's our interview suit and it's really cute. It's plaid. It's a little like nice gray plaid, nothing too crazy. It just looks really nice. I have to tell the story though because we're talking about clothes. At my old job, I was doing interviews and I had this girl come in for an interview wearing a mini backpack and the probably jeans and a t-shirt. I don't think she was dressed nice. Like I don't remember her outfit, but like I don't do remember think it was the nice. backpack. I remember the girl. So she was sitting in the interview with her backpack on the whole time with her like hands holding the straps. So sitting with like looked like little chicken wings holding her straps like slouched over just talking and she looked like she was in kindergarten sitting there talking to the principal it was like oh my gosh absolute no confidence she didn't sit down get become comfortable with the space it was so just awkward did you ever tell her to take her backpack off no yeah see i would have been like you know you you like, can get comfortable. get comfortable yeah i should have it was more just like how do you not know to do is that is she really still keeping her backpack on so i would say when you're going to an interview Always get there like 20 minutes early. Yep. Park 30 minutes early because sometimes, especially like in the business realm, the where the office is to where your car is could be far. Like some of these office buildings are huge. You might get a little lost. So you might see like a receptionist, ask them where the building is or where the office suite number is. Um, get there early. A lot of the times they do have paperwork for you to fill out where you have to write out like references. So have phone numbers ready and people that you know you can put down you will probably be asked like on that first paper too like what's your salary expectations you'll be asked about like where you went to college and just you're gonna have to fill out a lot of paperwork some of them are like five pages long so get there early so you can actually start your interview on time um and also i think when you just get there early you get to sit in the office and become comfortable you're not running in quickly sitting down and jumping into it but you get to relax you get to look around the space See what it looks like you know just have that moment before you have to immediately start talking to just you know get into the zone and take like take that time and then now you know where you're at yeah you want to run through things in your head too when you get yeah. there just, and like you can look yeah. around because you know if you're sitting in a chair you have no idea what's behind you for me I at least think about it where I'm like what's around me like where am I what's this place like yeah I, just, totally. I like to know what's going on <laughs> yeah I agree okay so what kind of questions could you expect at an interview? I would say it's smart to just Google some interview questions. If you haven't ever been to an interview, run through them, see how you sound, practice them, talk out loud, don't just think in your head. Get good at saying what you're thinking. Oh, totally, yeah. Sometimes in your head you're like, oh, I could answer that. And then you try to answer it and you're like, what? <laughs> and you have no idea how to actually Put it into words. You can think the answer, but to say it out loud is so different. Yeah. One I remember, and it's so interesting, was how many golf balls can you put in a limousine? And I wasn't asked this, but I saw it during like interview preps. And basically all they're trying to find out is can you think on the spot? Because obviously there's no one answer, but if you would sit there and say 100, it's like, no. So if you would say, like, okay, like I guess a limousine is this long, and then you could probably put 20 across there, and you just kind of talk through it and multiply it out, you know, it Gosh. shows that you at least can think on the spot and aren't just this, like, you know, basic, like, 
beep boop 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 robot that you're like, oh, I can think through this. Like, let's talk through this. It sounds like a nightmare in my life. Like, math and no, golf but balls like, and limousines. Just the like, idea. What? It's like, well, you could fit probably 20 across, say 200 to the front, and go up with that. So, a couple thousand? You know, like, even yeah. things like that. It's like, okay, she at least... Thought it through a little bit. Just thought a little, because obviously no one knows that. So, that's just a random question, but... Little little tip, you know, think through things. Don't well, just start yeah. blabbering. And then what I like to do before, usually when you're getting an interview set up, you're emailing a hiring manager maybe, and they say something like, I'll be interviewing you. Or they'll say, our girl, blah, 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 will be interviewing you. She is our blah. So then I'll look up whoever's going to interview me on LinkedIn, and I look at their face, and I just like, you know, to get comfortable, not the sounds weird, but to get comfortable to know, have a visual of who you'll be talking to, to have an idea of what they may ask you just to look at their LinkedIn, get familiar with their experience, who they are in the company, how long they've been. So do your research. A lot of the times in interviews, they'll ask you, what company is this? What do we do? Because so many people walk into interviews with no idea and they're just trying to go through as many interviews as they can. But to actually look at their website, memorize a couple little things like, oh, you guys are a digital print company. You guys got your start here. You did this. Your owner lives in New York. I don't know. Just to get ideas of what this company is. That was one that I actually did. I remember that. But just to get ideas of what the company is, what kind of job it might be, like on the application little form you fill out, typically asks you what position you're applying for. It's good to have that written out when you're applying for like 30,000 jobs. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is this role. And to be able to write it out just to show that you're prepared and you took the time to five minutes of looking up what this company is. Yeah, totally. I mean, for education, they always do an interview panel. I can't talk today Mm -hmm. for some reason, but um, it's never just one interview. I actually, I technically went through three rounds of interviews. So it was me and the principal, and then it was me, the principal, and four of the English department. And then I had to do a demo lesson Uh in front of like eight faculty plus the principal. So it was just, you really need to be able to know what you're signing up for for sure and Mm -hmm. then like macy said looking up your interviewers like that's huge and i think what people forget to do too is like after an interview it's really nice to shoot them a thank you email oh yeah and also follow up with them if you don't hear back for a couple days send them another email say hi i haven't heard back from you did you need anything else from me or any questions i could answer for you just continue that conversation people are so busy and i think that's what a lot of people forget when they're applying places is if you're on the inside of that company, people that are getting interviewed are not high on the totem pole of people to immediately reply to. Yeah. It took like six weeks for me from my first interview to my actual getting hired at my job. And that's a long time when you're thinking about me just sitting around like, did this company not like me? What's going on? Blah, 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 blah. But just stuff happens within a company and replying to you is not high on their, their list. So just continuing that conversation, keeping your name in their minds is a good thing. Yeah, another question that I got that I was shocked to get, I think maybe, again, this is education-specific and subject-specific, but they asked me, so what book are you reading currently? Like, what are you reading right now? I and I, a common question. Is it a common question yeah. for everybody? I was so shocked to get that question. Because, okay, so I have my Bible. first... 
Right? I know, exactly. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Let me think through this. So the first time, I had no idea they were going to ask me that. It was just me and the principals, like a 10-minute interview. Uh-huh. And I pulled some book out of my butt because it was a book I read in college. So I hadn't read it in over two years. Mm-hmm. But it was the only book that came to my mind. And then when I tried to describe what it was, it was just like a fumble. I barely was able to remember like oh what gosh. the book was about. And I couldn't really describe it. It was bad. But then I was like, you know what? I think they might ask me that again. I don't know why, but I just thought, you know what? I'm going to have to answer for it. And so this time, like, I thought about it. And I was like, oh, I have a really good book. And they did ask me again in front in the panel interview. Uh And I had an answer that everyone in the panel room had read. They liked that book. I was able to describe it well because they practiced it out loud. And that's yeah. huge to what you said about practicing your answers out loud. Like To someone even. Yeah. If you can, like yeah. sit with your friends and say, can you, inter- can you ask me these interview questions? I just need to, you know, get them out and see how they sound. Yeah. It's so important to do that. So yeah, just be ready for the personal questions. Don't be surprised if they yeah. ask you that kind of thing. I know thing. another weird one I got was, what class in college did you take that wasn't your major? And I was sitting there, I was like, oh my gosh, that was like three years ago. <laughs> and it's like, sometimes I'm like, why do you care? But it's because they just, just want to know you're well-rounded. They just want to know that you can have a conversation too. And yeah. Like see who you are beyond your work. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And then like Macy said to interview prep, oh my gosh, so key. Like, I think it's surprising how many people go to interviews and they don't know what they're applying for and they don't know anything about the company. Mm -hmm. And so for um, the school I applied to, I made sure to know like what they value, like the four core values they have, what they do for their students, like how many of their kids actually go to college, like the percentages, like know these things because at the end of the interview, the panel interview, they asked me, so do you have any other things you want to say to us or anything that we didn't really ask you that you wanted us to know. And I was able to kind of like rattle off all of this information about them and how I admired the school and how like I wanted to be a part of the success that they have already created. Mm -hmm. So like putting myself in a position of like, you guys are a great place to work and I want to be a part of your success. Like being able to say that to someone who clearly they have pride in their jobs. So it's important for you to recognize that this is a great company and you need to like, express that so like I think that was really what tipped me over the edge was my answers at the end and they didn't even ask me that I just listed all these things that they did Mm -hmm. that I knew showing them that a I did research b I care and c that I really want to work there it's not just like this show like I actually really think they're great and these are the reasons why yeah so I think that's super important too yeah but so let's talk about stress how do you de-stress before an interview (laughs) <laughs> sorry She's i just read your answer i know it is i don't <laughs> period I know. that's done i would get so you freaked you out. got so stressed I, I felt bad hated it i had to psych myself up every day i remember like i couldn't eat before because i was so nervous like it was bad yeah i just didn't feel good like that whole time just because i was so nervous which is so funny because you have so many great qualities and you're very qualified like overqualified for many of the jobs you applied for but you still worked yourself up I to being so nervous i, I don't know. know why i don't know but yeah i don't okay but good some luck. <laughs> have fun <laughs> some of the best ways i think are to de-stress is Macy kind of mentioned this already, too, but just waking up with plenty of time to get ready. Yeah, get there an hour early. Don't really, but, you know. No, like, literally my interview, I was there 45 minutes early. Yeah. Sitting in the parking lot. Always me. Yeah. Sitting in my car until 20 minutes beforehand when I would start to walk up. Yeah. 
Get there early. You're going to have to go to the bathroom. You're going to have to, like, check your teeth, look at your face. Like, did anything happen? Like, sometimes places are really hard to find. Like, it's good to be sitting in your car and be like, okay, I have to walk. And you, like, watch people walk. And you're like, okay, so they walked on that path. You, like, follow them. Yeah, exactly. Like, figure out how to get there. Yeah, I just don't want to leave anything to chance. And I want to wake up early so I can get ready the way I want to get ready and Uh not be rushed. And then I think... The best way for me to de-stress is to think to myself, they want me to succeed. It's not like interviewers want you to come in and fail. They're hoping you're the one. That's true, because interviewing sucks. Yeah. Like, trying to find someone to fill a job is really hard. Yeah. They want you to come in and knock their socks off. They're rooting for you, believe it or not. Unless there are some interviews that are all fake and they already know who they're going to hire but they have to run an interview anyway and that sucks but you'll never know anyway so you need to go into the interview thinking this group wants me to be the person they want me to be the one and I'm gonna go in and be the one so you just have to go in confident and I think that helps me a lot like they do not want you to go in there and fail because that's hard for them to watch too yeah you know it's not like Yeah, sometimes it's like, okay, that was a funny story. Like, this person totally tanked the interview. But at the same time, you're never going to see these people again. And so you need to go in, like, you know, your stuff. Because you do. Because you prepared. You got up early. You got there. You got there early. All these things. So I think that's huge, is knowing that they want you to do well. I love that. Because I think a lot of times we think that they want us to fail. And it's us against them. But really, it's us with them. We're going to be working alongside these people. So I think that's super important. Um, yeah, going confident. That's my biggest de-stress advice. And like, sometimes like, I've been doing this lately too, like morning yoga. I know that's like, so aggressive. (laughs) But really, (laughs) like, like, there's like, YouTube videos, like, Mm -hmm. I literally do morning yoga with Adrian. If somebody looks this up, please tell me because it's the best. And it's like, it's you don't even stand up. It's all like on the floor, like kind of lunging, stretching, stuff like that. But it's like feels so good. And it's only 11 minutes. Oh. So if you wake up with 11 minutes extra in your morning routine, you wake up, you drink some water and you do this morning yoga and then you get ready. I'm telling you, you're going to feel better. Your body's going to feel great. I've been doing it a lot, like not every morning, but like three times a week in the mornings and sometimes right before I go to bed and she calls it like wake up yoga. Like it's, it's to like awaken. Yeah. It's body. morning yoga with Adrian. Somebody please do it. And she has the cutest like dog Benji who just sleeps next to her while she does her yoga. It's oh great. My gosh. Yeah. You guys need to look it up. She's great. Anyways. So yeah, that's how I de-stress. It's awesome. <laughs> okay. I have a question. So what do you do if you were asked a question you were not prepared for? I wasn't prepared for this question. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Okay, I think I'm <laughs> Um, I think it's important to just take a second. Don't let your mouth just start to go, but take a breath, think through what you want to say, and then say it. I think a lot of educated people, you can tell they know what they're talking about because they know what they're going to say. They don't just go for it and see where it takes them. <laughs> Yeah, don't think on the go. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you hear something, you're like, oh, you take a breath, and then you answer. So, it's like taking that minute, not minute, but it's like when you're sitting in silence, 10 seconds really isn't that long as you're thinking. Like, to take those pauses, to let it be, and then talk is okay. It's better than you just saying something random. Something that makes no sense. It's completely wrong Mm because you rushed it. Yeah, don't rush. I think... 
The best way to gain some extra time, if you really need the time, is to rephrase the question they just asked you. Yeah. So, like, if they say... Why do you like this job? So, you're asking why I like this job, right? That's what I do. Yeah, and then you would say, well... I like this job because, because I can really blah, 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 blah. But it so just gives you that extra, like, seven seconds to figure it out while you're rephrasing the question they just asked you. Yeah. And, I mean, and even just saying, like, can you repeat that one more time is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't do it every question. No. But, like, maybe one, one or, or two. One or two where you're like, <gasps> can you just say that again? I need to track with like, you again. Yeah, exactly. Just be honest and then, like... Or you can ask another clarifying question. That's what I do, too. Yeah. So, like, somebody asked me, like, what would you do in this situation? And then I asked, like, an outside question, like, oh, does this include this? So I could get a better answer for them. So I think that's really big, too. Um, But that's why I think Googling questions is so important. To have an idea. Yeah, or ask someone who's in your job field already. Mm -hmm. Like, email them, text them if they're your friends, like, hey, what kind of questions were you asked when you were interviewing for this job? I'm interviewing for a similar position. Yeah. Like, you know, you'd be surprised with how many people you know that are in the same boat as you. Yeah. So. I love it. So, something light. After all this work, you need a vacation. You already now know to ask for your PTO days and how you <laughs> have. So, what is your ideal vacation? For me, it's definitely somewhere tropical and relaxing. Right now, I really miss Maui so much. Like, I want to go back there, like, right now. Like, if somebody was like, I have a free ticket for you, but you have to drop everything and leave, I'd be like, done. Goodbye. Like, I'm leaving. What a weird world you're thinking is existing. Yeah, I know. But basically, yeah, it's one of my favorite vacation spots, and I think it's because it's nostalgic, and I know exactly what I'm going to get, and I know I'm going to like it. Mm -hmm. So, like, if I'm going to relax, I'm going to want to relax at this place. Like, I don't want to go somewhere I've never been. Mm -hmm. I want to go somewhere where I know what I'm going to get, and I know it's worth the money, and I always have fun there. So that's me. I love it. I would agree. Somewhere tropical, somewhere warm, on the beach. It's always good. Always I love good. I love Hawaii. Really glad that's a part of America. Yeah, we're it's lucky. It's a great place. It's just a great place. It's beautiful. All the islands are a little different. They all have their own thing. It's a great. It's good. If you haven't been, go to Hawaii. The perfect place to go relax. Amen. Amen that's, to that's that. that. And I'm going to Maui. I don't know if you know that. This summer, right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> You're talking. I'm like, yeah, it's my next spot. Yeah, it's, it's so amazing. So... Tell us your favorite relaxation spot. And it doesn't have to be another state even. Like, wherever it is, like, yeah. if it's, like, like as simple of, as your backyard. One of my coworkers, every day off, she's like, I'm at the beach. I have to be at the beach. That's where I recover. So she goes to the beach. So yeah. Where's your spot? Yeah, <laughs> send us your spot. We love you guys. And we will be back in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye. so grateful that you guys were here to join us on the 312 for another podcast episode we appreciate you guys so so much we love all the messages and encouraging feedback we get it means the world to us with that being said we would love if you guys could do two things number one go subscribe to the podcast this just lets itunes download the most recent episode and basically do the heavy lifting for you it will notify you whenever we come out with a new episode number two it would be amazing if you could take a quick minute to rate and leave us a review for the podcast this helps itunes suggest the podcast to new listeners okay podcasties that's all we have for today but we will be back in two weeks with a new episode of the 312 and you guys are going to love it talk soon